Well, I invite you now to turn in your Bibles to uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verses 16 and 17. As Jesus' time on earth grew closer to the end, Jesus began telling his disciples that although he would soon be leaving them, the Holy Spirit would come to be with them. God has revealed himself to us in three ways throughout the Bible. He has revealed himself to us as God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We have one God, one God who has revealed himself as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now last Sunday was Pentecost Sunday, and we learned three very important truths. The first truth we focused on was that we can be filled with the Holy Spirit. On the day of Pentecost, the disciples and others were filled with the Holy Spirit, and then throughout the book of Acts, we're told of how different individuals came to be filled with the Spirit of God, and you and I can experience that blessing as well. And then secondly, in last Sunday's message, we talked about how we can have our inward nature purified. We can have our inward nature purified or cleansed by the Holy Spirit. And then thirdly, last week, we spoke of how the Holy Spirit can be our source of day-to-day -day courage and power to be Christ's witnesses. And I remember I gave opportunity for someone to come up, and one of our dear ladies came up and told us of how the Lord helped her to witness to a dear person who put their faith and trust in Jesus. Well, today, I want to speak to you further about the Holy Spirit and you. That's our title, The Holy Spirit and You. We can learn a lot about the Holy Spirit and how he can affect your life and your life and my life um, from the Gospel of John. Well, we can learn from many parts of the Bible, but we can learn a lot from the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verses 16 and 17. From those couple of verses, and by studying the different words, by studying the different words which Bible translators have used for the Holy Spirit, we discover from the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verses 16 and 17, we discover that the Holy Spirit is our paraclete. Go ahead, technicians, and put, put this up. The Holy Spirit is our paraclete, comforter, helper, counselor, companion, friend, and advocate. In a few moments, you'll, you'll see how these words are used by different Bible translations. All right? So let's read John 14, verses 16, and the first part of verse 17. Jesus is speaking, and he says, read it out loud with me from the screen. He says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another paraclete who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. Okay, now please, 
don't let that word paraclete scare you, all right? So don't turn me off because of that word. Originally, this part of our Holy Bible was written in Greek. So think with me for a little bit about this word paraclete, paraclete. The Greek word can be translated paraclete, which comes from two simple Greek words. There is para, P-A-R-A. By the way, sometimes I spell words for the benefit of radio listeners because sometimes on the radio it's, you can see it on the screen, but on radio sometimes things are, well, better off if I spell them. So anyway, there's uh, para, P-A-R-A, which means alongside, alongside. And kaleo, K-A-L-E-O, which means to call, to call. So the Holy Spirit is the one called alongside of you. The Holy Spirit is one who's called alongside of you. He comes alongside of us. And then the next Bible verse, John 14, verse 17 says, He, the Holy Spirit, will live with you and will be in you. He will live with you and will be in you. So the Holy Spirit comes alongside of you to live with you and me and to be in us. Now that's good news. That's wonderful news. Amen? The Holy Spirit comes to live with us and is in us when we first repent of our sins and trust in Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord. That's when the Holy Spirit first comes to be with us. Over the years, the Bible scholars who have translated the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 16, Bible scholars who have translated from the Greek into our modern-day English have sometimes used different words. They've used different words for the Holy Spirit. By looking at these different translations, I had never done this before until preparing for this message. I thought, you know what, let me look at the different translations and, and see how we can be enriched from how the different words for the Holy Spirit are communicated. So by looking at the different translations, we get a fuller view of what the Holy Spirit does, okay? So, for example, some English Bible translators or translations refer to the Holy Spirit as the Comforter, right? How many of your Bibles maybe use the word comforter in verse 16. Just put your hand up. Let me just see. Okay, quite a few, quite a few. The King James Version, which is a translation from 1611, says, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. 
All right? Now, it's not just the King James Version that uses comforter. There are other translations as well. A comforter is what? A comforter is a person or thing that provides consolation. A comforter is, is one who helps you who helps you to feel less worried, less upset, less frightened, less burdened, less stressed out, less sorrowful. And that is what the Holy Spirit can do and wants to do in your life and in mine. He, the Comforter, wants to help us feel less worried, less upset, less frightened, less burdened, less stressed out, less sorrowful. He is the Comforter. There is a beautiful hymn which speaks of the Holy Spirit as the Comforter. And occasionally we sing it here in church and the title is, The Comforter Has Come. The, the words say, Oh, spread the tidings round wherever man is found, wherever human hearts and human woes abound. Let every Christian tongue proclaim the joyful sound, the Comforter has come. In the fourth verse, the fourth verse says, O boundless love divine, how shall this tongue of mine to wandering mortals tell the matchless grace divine that I, a child of hell, should in his image shine, the Comforter has come. And the chorus beautifully says, The Comforter has come. The Comforter has come. The Sing it with me if you wish. The Comforter has come. The Comforter has come. The Holy Ghost from heaven. The Father's promise given. Oh, spread the tidings round. Wherever man is found, the Comforter has come. Amen. I wasn't actually, I wasn't expecting to have us sing that, otherwise I would have started at a higher key, or, or I would have asked George here, who sings much better than I, to come and, and lead us in it, or Dorothy, all right? My friends, my friends, in your time of, of worry, upsetness, fear, burden, stress, sorrow, whatever it is, may the Holy Spirit be your great comforter. Amen? Amen. Well, regarding the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 16, another word that is used for the Holy Spirit is helper. Helper, H-E-L-P-E-R. Look at how the, the Good News translation uses the word helper. Why don't you read it with me from the screen, okay? Good News translation, also called GNT, says, together, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper who will stay with you forever. And then verse 17 goes on and says, he is the Holy Spirit. How many of your translations, by the way, use the word helper? Let me just see. Yes, okay, I see those hands, yes. 
helper. How many others of you? Okay, yes, yes, quite a few uh, again. All right. Uh, there are several translations that use the word helper, by the way. It's not just the uh, good news translation. Well, a helper, a helper is a person who obviously helps or assists another person or group with a job that needs to be done. A helper is what? A helper is an assistant, a partner, an ally, a colleague, a supporter, a helpmate, a helpmate, right? By the way, Bobita, your mother is such a great helper, isn't she? I always marvel at how she is such a big help to you and your precious children. Amen. Yes. Catherine Marshall, who lived from 1914 to 1983. Have any of you read some of Catherine Marshall's books? Uh, slip your hand up. Some of you probably have. Okay. So Catherine Marshall wrote a beautiful book called The Helper. That's the title. The Helper, in which she talks about the many ways in which the Holy Spirit is able to help you and me in daily life. Catherine, by the way, was the wife of Reverend Peter Marshall. The Holy Spirit carries out the promise of, of God recorded in Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10, which says, Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. Here it is. I will strengthen you, and I will help you. I will strengthen you, and I will help you. And so to, in many ways, my friends, to, to refer, to refer to the Holy Spirit as the helper, the helper is very biblical, very correct, and very true. He is, the Holy Spirit is our helper indeed. And that is very true and inspiring, right? Here's another word used in John 14, verse 16, for the Holy Spirit. It is the word counselor, counselor. Uh, sh show your hand. Put your hand up if your Bible translation uses counselor. Yeah, okay. Yes, some of your Bibles do. All right. Uh, the Revised Standard Version, sometimes called RSV, says, why don't you read it with me out loud, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. <clears throat> okay. What does a good counselor do? Well, a counselor listens, encourages, and gives guidance. A counselor listens, encourages, and gives guidance. That's, that's the work of the counselor. In the Bible, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verse 6, while prophesying the future birth of Jesus, the Lord is referred to as, do you know how? Wonderful counselor. Wonderful counselor. Counselor, may the Holy Spirit be your 
wonderful counselor. Amen? Yes. Here's another word used to refer to the Holy Spirit in John 14, verse 16. Another word is companion. Companion. The Common English Bible, C-E-B, says, read it with me. I will ask the Father and he will send another companion who will be with you forever. A companion is someone you spend time with. Someone who is by your side, right? A companion, a companion is your assistant, your associate, your buddy, your colleague, your comrade. A faithful companion is a person who is what? A person who is faithful to you, who believes in you, and supports you. The Holy Spirit is your companion. That's what the Bible says. Praise the Lord. He is our companion. There is another word used for the Holy Spirit, and that word is friend. Friend. The Message Bible, the Message Bible says, read it with me. I will talk to the Father, and he'll provide you another friend so that you will always have someone with you. Once again, that's John 14, 16. He'll provide you with another friend. Think with me. What are, the, what are the qualities of a great friend? What are some of the qualities? Maybe you don't ever stop to think about it, but think about it with me now for a few moments. What are the qualities of a great friend? Well, number one, a great friend has integrity. Integrity. The Holy Spirit has great integrity. The Holy Spirit will always do what's right, what's right. And the Holy Spirit will guide you on the right path. Psalm 23, verse 3, beautifully says, He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to His name. Amen? Secondly, what... We're talking here about what is, what is a great friend. Secondly, a great friend can be trusted. Trusted. You and I can trust the Holy Spirit. You can trust the Holy Spirit to be our paraclete, the one who comes alongside of you and is in you. You can trust the Holy Spirit to, to, to be there, to give and to be your comforter, to be your comforter, helper, counselor, companion, and friend. You can trust the Holy Spirit to do that. Thirdly, a great friend is dependable. Dependable, right? A great friend shows up, keeps, promises, does what he or she says. 
they will do and stands up for you. The Holy Spirit is dependable. And then fourth, a great friend is loyal. Loyal. The Holy Spirit is loyal to us, to you and me. And five, a great friend has empathy. A great friend has empathy. A real friend does, does their best to understand, to understand what you are feeling and reacts accordingly. My friend, the Holy Spirit understands what you are going through and can respond to your needs in a holy fashion. And then six, what is a great friend? A great friend is a good listener, a good listener. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is a great listener. You can, you can pray. You can communicate with the Spirit of God. He hears us. He listens. He listens. Amen. And then number seven, a great friend makes you feel good when you spend time with them, with him or her. How many of you, how many of you would say, you know what, the more I think about it, when I spend time with a certain friend, I just feel better. Put your hand up if you've, you've experienced that. Just put your hand up. Let me just see. See those hands. Yes, all over. Yes, up in the balcony. I see them. I see those hands. That's right. A great friend makes you feel good when you spend time with him or her. When you spend time with the Holy Spirit, you will feel better. You will feel good. Some of you say to me, you know, Pastor Nick, as, as I bathe in the presence of the Lord, as I, as I bathe in the Holy Spirit, oh, I was so enriched and helped and comforted and strengthened and lifted up. The Holy Spirit is our friend. Here is, here is now one other word used for the Holy Spirit. And that word is advocate. A-D-V-O-C-A-T-E. The New Living Translation, from which I often uh, preach, the New Living Translation, NLT, says, why don't you read it out loud with me? And I will ask the Father, <clears throat> and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. And in the New Living Translation, the same word is used in the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 26, and John 16, verse 7. Now, the truth is, most of us do not often use that word advocate very often, right? 
You don't use it that often. Advocate means one who pleads, one who pleads with another's cause, who helps, who helps another person by defending or comforting him or her, or comforting and defending you. That's what an advocate does. Sometimes lawyers are referred to as advocates. Or when you're standing up for someone, trying to help someone, a person might say, you are advocating for them. What are some other words? What are some other words for advocate? Here are a few of them. I looked them up. Here are a few other words, and they're beautiful. Some other words for advocate are defender. I like that. Backer. Maybe I would add backer-upper. Promoter. Promoter. Supporter. Champion. That's what an advocate is. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, my friends, is our advocate, defender, backer, promoter, supporter, and champion, and a whole lot more. Let's go back to our Bible verse, or verses of John 14, verse 16 and 17, and, and fill in the words that different translators use the Holy Spirit. If we filled them in, the verses would say or would read as follows, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another paraclete, comforter, helper, counselor, companion, friend, and advocate who will never leave you he is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. Amen. The Holy Spirit is our paraclete, comforter, helper, counselor, companion, friend, and advocate. Is he that for you? Is the Spirit of God that for you? When we think about the beauty of the Holy Spirit, we can be inspired to be deeply moved by a song simply called Holy Spirit, sung by Carrie Joby, I think the pronunciation is. And in that song, the words say this. The words say, there's nothing worth more that could ever come close. No thing can compare. You're our living hope. Your presence, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, Lord, your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome 
by your presence, Lord. Well, how do we experience these benefits and blessings of the Holy Spirit as the paraclete, comforter, helper, counselor, companion, friend, and advocate? How do we experience these blessings? We experience them initially when we repent of our sins, when we, when we feel the conviction, the conviction of the Holy Spirit, for the Bible says he convicts us, he convinces us of our sin, of our wrongdoing. And the Bible says that when we repent of our sin and believe that Jesus, the Son of God, died on the cross to pay the price for our sins, then we are forgiven. We're forgiven, we're adopted into the family of God, and we receive the Holy Spirit. We receive the comforter, helper, counselor, companion, friend, and advocate. And after initially receiving him, we want to grow in our relationship with him we want to grow and come to also that point where we say, Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Take full control of all aspects of my life. Purify me through and through and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Let it happen, Lord. I want to ask you to bow your head with me. Bow your head here in the sanctuary. Online viewers, bow your head where you are. Radio listeners, bow your head. And if this prayer expresses your heart's desire, I want you to pray it right where you are. Dear Lord, thank you for loving me. On this beautiful day, I repent of my sins. Lord, I have sensed your Holy Spirit convicting me and convincing me of my sinfulness. And I ask you to forgive me. Yes, Lord, I receive your forgiveness. Thank you for adopting me into your family. And now come. Come into my heart and my life by your Holy Spirit. Be my comforter, helper, counselor, companion, friend, and advocate. And thank you for the promise of heaven. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.